Hello and welcome to Worker Placement, the gaming podcast that's recorded while I drive to work. As always, I am your host, Jake Telepic, and it's Friday. We are free, my friends. Today is the day we escape from the shackles of the week into the freedom of the bosom of the weekend. That's right. We are we are to be like like little children sprites free to do whatever we want for approximately 54 hours and then back to the grindstone. But in that meantime, we can play some games. Hey. So that's why we're here, right? And today I want to talk about one of the coolest things I own, which is uh, my my travel game bag. So I have a travel game bag. It's got several different games in it, and I I love this thing. It's it's my go bag basically. If I'm going to a party, I grab my go bag. Uh, if I'm going a- anywhere where I think I'm going to have a chance to play a game, I just grab this bag. It's got a great bunch of games in it. People enjoy it, and Maybe or maybe not we play games. It's very travel friendly. So let me preface with saying I'm not paid to sponsor this. This is actually a product that I love and enjoy. It is a quiver case. This is the case that I use. It is originally designed or they originally concepted it for people who play like Magic the Gathering to be able to put, I think it's like 380 cards in a in a bin or something. Uh, I don't put that in it, but I do put other card-based games in it. And it is a wonderful, like, leather case. It's got a strap on it. I mean, it's it's really nice. Uh, it's taken some punishment. It's held up quite nicely. And I would recommend one to anybody who basically thinks that they should build their own go bag uh, for board games. Now, what is in my go bag? So my go bag has evolved over the years. I, I take stuff out and put stuff back in and, and change stuff. So I figured I'd just give you what's in my game bag now. And then maybe give you two or three more things that are not in it right at this second. So the first game in my game bag, and I'm literally just going left to right. There's no, um, I'm not telling you what's better or worse. I'm just literally going from my bag from the left to the right. So first game in my game bag is a game by No Thanks. It's printed by Z-Man. It's a great little game where a card is revealed and players take turns putting chips into the pool to not take the card. So it's your turn. You can either take the card or you can put a chip in. Whoever takes the card also takes all the chips in the pool. If you have no chips to put in the pool, you have to take the card. So why do you not want to take cards? Well, in the game, there are cards from, I believe, 3 to 36. And you randomly remove 9 of them. And what happens is you want to have the lowest score at the end of the game. And the way you score is you score the lowest card in your runs. So if I have a 24, a 25, and a 26, all three of those cards are only 24 points to me. However, if I have a 24 and a 26, I score those separately. Okay, I score 24 points and 26 points for a total of 50 points, which would be not good. So you're trying to have the lowest score possible uh, by manipulating when you take cards and what for. Uh, It's a great game. Great game. Really like this game a lot. 
Uh, it's fast. Two, it's easy to teach. People pick it up pretty quick. So that is No Thanks. I believe it's published by Z-Man. Next game down the line is, it used to be, uh, it used to be, I'm now spacing on the name. Oh my goodness. Well, it's Lost Legacy. So, uh, Lost Legacy is a game, it's a micro game, it's got like 16 cards in it, and players are trying to, at the end of the game, figure out who has or where the Lost Legacy is. If the Lost Legacy is in your hand at the end of the game, you win. Uh, it's You only have one card in your hand, so it's a little difficult to manage, but it is possible. So, the uh, the Lost... Oh, no, no, that's not that's not exactly how it works. You go by the lowest card in your hand, and whoever has the lowest card gets to guess where the Lost Legacy is. If they guess where it is, they win. So, uh, it, it's a clever little game. Ah, Love Letter. It used to be Love Letter. I used to have Love Letter in there, but in my group, everybody had Love Letter, so I thought, let's do Lost Legacy. And I actually think I like Lost Legacy a little bit better. It's got a little bit more bite to it as a game. So I would recommend if you don't have uh, Lost Letter or Love Letter or Lost Legacy, blah, 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 then uh, pick one of those two up. Uh, love Letter is everywhere. I mean, you can get every kind of Love Letter that you can imagine. In, in you can get it printed with uh, you know uh, Seinfeld characters or whatever so uh, definitely worth checking out so uh, that's that's lost legacy next down the line is Hanabi Hanabi is who prints Hanabi I don't know who prints Hanabi it's one of the big boys I think it's Z-Man actually Z-Man probably prints Hanabi okay doesn't matter Hanabi it's a game where you're trying to shoot off a fireworks show as a team, all right? So the way that the game works is you're trying to play down five different sets of cards, one to five, in, in order on the table. Here's the catch. Your hand, the hand that you control, is not facing you. It's facing everyone else. You can't see what's in your hand. And so players have to take turns giving each other clues as to what is in their hand by telling them all of the cards in their hand that are a certain number or all of the cards in their hand that are a certain color. It's a clever game. The first couple times you play it, you might get frustrated. It is not easy. It is not easy. Um, it, it, I'll be honest. I think this game plays better online. Uh, I played this game online on uh, boardgamearena.com. And I really enjoy playing it there, but you can't cheat and you can't give like extra like this is a one and this is a one. Like you can't say anything like that in online. It's just like these are the ones. So uh, if you if you can manage to play it impartially without trying to give extra information away, the game gets very hard, but it's a great puzzle game. It's a great group exercise. So if you... Uh, play a card down that isn't the next in the sequence. It that card goes away, and you get one bomb token. If you get three bomb tokens, you lose the game. That simple. So, uh, good game, Hanabi. I've had it. it's one of my earliest uh, in my collection, and it will remain in my collection forever. Definitely, definitely. All right, next game down my line is Code Names. 
code names is the Spiel des Jahres winner from, I believe, last year. And in this game, you lay out a grid of 25 words. Players will then uh, split into two teams. Each team will have a clue giver. And that clue giver will get a grid that will tell them which of the 25 words is their team's words. Then, in alternating turns, players or the clue givers will give a single word clue to their teammates, along with a number, and that number is how many cards they can guess that are attached to that clue. So let's say that three of my words might be goldfish and sun and uh, banana. I might say yellowish, three. And then hopefully they would get those three words. Uh, you alternate back and forth until one team has guessed all the clues. They are the victor. Uh, we just played this the other night at game night. It's a great game. It's good for some braininess. It's good for, uh, you know, it, it, it's good for everybody. Everybody kind of likes this game for the most part. And it, new players are very intimidated by being clue giver at the beginning. But by the end of like one or two games, they're like, oh, I want to be clue giver. Please let me, be, let me do it. I want to do it. So... Uh, it's a good game that gets people more excited in the game the more games you play it, specifically with new people. So that is code names. Next game in my bag is a game called The Game. That's right, The Game. Uh, the Game is a card game where you have a deck of cards from 2 to 99. And you lay out some beginning, like, uh, some, some start, some piles with these starter cards. And two piles count up from 1 to 99. And the other two piles count down from 100 to 2. And on your turn, all you have to do is play two cards from your hand of six cards onto the piles. And you have to obey the rule of the pile. So if the card you're playing uh, is a 55, you can play it above a card that on the going up piles, or you can put on a card below, or, you know, could it... Man, I cannot talk today. Why are these not... What are words? What are words? Um, you can put it on the pile going up as long as it's higher than the card that's already there, or you can put it in the pile going down as long as it's lower than the card that's there. The catch is that sometimes your hand is garbage and you're just going to have to play some stuff that's going to hurt. And you know, This is a cooperative game, so players are working together, and you can kind of be like, don't touch this pile, I need this pile, um, or feel free to hurt that pile, whatever. So it's a good conversational game, a lot of apologizing, a lot of being angry at each other, uh, it's very funny, it's very easy to teach, very quick to learn, and very painful to master. So, uh, the game, very cheap game. Uh, highly recommend picking it up. I believe it's IDW Prince, IDW Prince, the game. So, uh, next down the line is Coup. Coup is by Indie Boards and Cards. Uh, I have to obviously include Coup. Coup because my game Grifters is set in the same universe. Wonderful, beautiful art. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, so, Coup, each player is given two 
cards uh, into their pocket. There are five different types of cards in the game, three or four copies of that card in the game based on your number of players. And what you're trying to do is assassinate or remove everybody else from the game. Each of those cards that's face down is a life point for you, so when you lose a life, you flip one of those face up. If both are face up, you are eliminated. What you're doing on your turn is you can take one of several actions that are available in the game. The cards under uh, the cards that you have face down give you access to some abilities safely. So, uh, based on what cards you have, you can take different actions. Uh, but you can always lie and take actions that you don't have. The catch to the game is anytime you take an action associated with a card, anybody can call your bluff. If they call your bluff, you have to reveal that card. If you can't, you lose one. And if you do reveal that card, they lose one. So it, it's a really fun game. It's very fast-paced. Uh, you're collecting some coins. There are some options of just, uh, you know, booping people with a coup action. It takes seven coins to do that. Uh, but that's difficult to acquire sometimes. So I highly recommend coup. If you don't have it, there is a version of coup called... Uh, Ku G54, I believe. It's got more than the five original base cards. You don't need it. I would just pass on it. And that's literally me saying don't buy stuff from the company that makes my game. I know, but uh, if you want that, you've already, you definitely already own Ku. The people who want G54 are people who own Ku. So, anyways, that is Ku. Next game down the line is Red 7. Red 7 is a puzzle game by Asmadi Games. And uh, Red 7, on your turn, if you're not winning, at the end of your turn, you lose. And uh, that's, that's the general idea of the game. Yep, you're good. Yep, someone wanted to turn out in front of me, and I was a good citizen and let them out. That's right. That's right. I am not a road rager. Much much okay red seven so on your turn if you're not or at the end of your turn if you don't, are not winning the game you uh you lose the game and you're out so how does that work well there's a pile in the middle and that tells you what the rule is okay whatever card is on top of that pile is the rule you also have a uh, cards in front of you called your tableau and on your turn you can play a card to the pile in the middle you can play a card into your tableau or you can do both all right and then you have to be able to be winning. So what are some of the win conditions? So the win conditions might be have the highest card in the game. Okay. Cards are ranked number or sorry, color or no, no, number and then color. So red is the strongest car color in the game and seven is the highest number in the game. So the red seven is the highest card. Um, you could also have most different number cards in your tableau. You could have... Uh, most of one color. You could have most below four. So there's lots of different um, there's lots of different rules that you can set uh, in the game so that you're winning. And then if you're not winning at the end of your turn, you lose. That's simple. Last man standing wins. It's a great game. Highly recommended to everybody I I game with. It's uh, it's a fun one. A little tricky the first two or three times you play it but definitely worth the learning curve. All right, we're getting towards the end of the bag here, I promise. I know this has been a long episode and you're sticking with me because uh, you want to find out about these awesome games that are in my travel bag. I mean, think about it. I've got all these games in one bag that I can just pick up and go anytime. All right, 
uh, two more games, two more games. The next one is Six Nimit. Six Nimit is a hilarious game where players have a hand of 10 cards. On their turn, they choose one of the cards to play. The cards are numbered, I believe, 1 to 103 is, is the cards in the game. And the players all choose one to play. And what they're doing is there are four uh, rows in the middle of the table. And they're going to have to put their card that they play on the row with the card uh, closest to theirs that's lower than theirs. Does that make sense? So if I play a 55, I have to play it on the 44 before I put it on the 33, if that makes sense. Here's the catch. Everybody's playing cards, and when a row hits its sixth card... The person who plays the sixth card collects the row and gets points based on the number of cow horns that are on the top of the card. You don't want points in this game. Points are bad in, the, in Six Nimit. And so you're trying to avoid taking rows by playing your cards appropriately. Okay, But you only have ten cards in your hand and it dwindles until you've played all ten cards. So it's a little bit tricky to avoid taking cards all the time. But it's a lot of fun. And it's one of those games you kind of just have to play and you'll totally get the vibe of. Highly recommend picking up Six Nimit. That was a Mayfair game, if I remember correctly. And now I don't know who has it because I know Mayfair kind of got folded up into maybe AEG or Asmodee or something. So I don't know. I don't know. So many, so many stupid places and stuffs. Okay. Last game. We've reached the end of the game bag. Uh, the last game in my bag, I'm now trying to remember what it is because I'm not looking at my bag because I'm an idiot and I left it, uh, in, in my trunk and I'm driving. Okay. I know what it is. The last game in my game bag is another micro game. It is called elevensies now this is probably the least well-known game in this entire list of games that i've listed elevensies is a game where players are trying to compete to have the best tea party yes it's a tea party throwing game all right so how does it work players start with a hand of 11 cards everybody has the same 11 cards you shuffle them up and you deal eight down in two rows in front of you so a, a two you know what is that four by two or two by four Four by four by two, I think, is the grid. And uh, on your turn, you will play a card, or you can look at the cards that are in your area face down. And what you're doing is, when you play a card, there's this little like grid map that you get at the beginning of the game. Based on the number that's on the card, you put it into your grid in the spot that it's supposed to go to, and you pick up the card that was in its spot so you can basically create a chain of actions if you know what cards are where and then can trigger them in the appropriate order players are competing to get the most spoons when the round ends whoever has the most spoons collectively across all their cards is going to get two sugar cubes there are other ways to get sugar cubes but that's kind of the main goal and then uh, whoever plays the 11sies card after having four uh, face-up cards in their tableau triggers the end of the round. First person to get five sugar cubes wins the game. Very nice little game. Um, it, it's a little tricky to 
to tell you about, you, you kind of have to play it or at least look at it. Go check out a video on Board Game Geek of Elevensies. It's a really good one. I honestly, it's one of my favorites. I love this micro game. It's a micro game that actually takes like 30 minutes to play too. It's got some beef to it. So check it out. See what you think. And that's my travel bag. There are other games that have come and gone from it. Uh, good Cop, Bad Cop, I had in for a while. Uh, there's another game that's a similar vein called Infamy. Uh, right? Infamy? Is that what it's called? No, it's not Infamy. That's not it. Auth- unauthorized. That's what it is. Unauthorized I also had in my bag for a while. Um, pretty much any game that's like cards and very minimal tokens is great to go in this bag. I know people who've uh, bought a quiver and put... Oh, bold. Bold strategy, dude. Dude literally turned after we had green and we're going. Um, so, magic choices all around. Um, yeah, I know people who've bought this quiver and put their magic cards in it. I know people who've bought it and put their cards against humanities game in it. Uh, it's great. It's just a great uh, accessory to have, especially if you are the game guy or want to be the game guy and have, you know, places you go where you could play games, it's always great to bring my, my go bag. So highly recommend all these games in it. I wouldn't have them in the bag if I didn't think they were worth it. So please, uh, you know, check it out, see what you think. Um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, and again, the bag is a quiver case, quiver case, uh, like like arrows quiver Q U I V E R quiver case, they're uh, they're really durable, well built uh, items. Okay, that's it this week. Sorry for the super long episode, but I hope it was interesting and you wanted to know a bit about these games that were in my bag. Uh, if you ever want to know anything about what other games are in my collection, you can always go to my BGG account. I keep that up to date pretty thoroughly. That is uh, T-Lap, T-E-E-L-A-P, shocker, I know. But you can always tweet me at T-Lap on Twitter, Jake Tilapic on Instagram, or go to www.tlap.com to listen to all the episodes and leave your comments. We're also on Anchor FM. Thank you, Anchor FM, for the hosting. And you can always find me on Google Play Podcasts or Apple Podcasts as well. All right, that's it for today, guys. Uh, Have a great weekend. Play some games and have fun. Ciao.